Welcome to another episode of Strange Places. I'm your host, Tom Allen. Each episode, I sit down and chat with interesting new guests about their travel experiences, along with many other topics. Every episode has something totally new with fresh perspectives from different types of travelers. I learn a lot from hearing stories and tips from travelers who do things a little differently than I do, and I think you will too. Strange Places is brought to you by FlightsMachine.com, a service that sends you incredibly cheap airfare deals for your home airport. With deals like 315 round trip to Venice, Italy, or 280 round trip to Hawaii, you can save hundreds each time you book and use all that leftover money on the actual trip. Visit flightsmachine.com slash strangeplaces for 50% off your first six months. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I have Gretel with me and Kristen. I guess to get started off, I will ask you guys a couple questions and you you can introduce yourself. So, uh, Kristen, tell us a little bit about your, uh, tell us about your travel experience and what you've been doing the past couple years. Yeah. Um, I started traveling with family like at a younger age my aunt and uncle thought it was important and they took me on my first trip and I was like 14 and I did a big trip I lived in Greece for a year with my school and college but it was always very like structured and I think growing up you never really knew that like there were alternative ways to travel it was very much like people on cruises or you're traveling with your family and it was very like everything was planned and so when I moved to Utah I kind of made a lot of friends who had traveled I guess alternatively or whatever and I had a friend who was an active travel bicycle lead across the world and she had done a lot of solo travel and it had never occurred to me to travel solo as a female before especially in America it's like very taboo like you're a woman you can't go places by yourself because it's very dangerous and I went on my first solo trip to Ecuador and that was like people did not think that that was legit (laughs) like Like people thought it was a bad idea yeah because you think like South America just has such a stigma especially Ecuador like people go to like Argentina or Chile and no one really thinks of like Colombia and Ecuador is safe, especially for a solo female. Um, And so that kind of started it for me. It was just like a whole different experience traveling by myself, kind of being forced outside of your comfort zone and like learning new life lessons that kind of apply across your life. Um, It just made me a lot more confident. And I just started traveling a lot because, you know, I I would always try to get my friends to go on trips with me. Like every trip that I've gone on solo has been open to friends, but it's hard when you're an adult to get people to go with you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to coordinate schedules and they have their own trips they want to go on and like their boyfriend can't come or they don't want to go without their boyfriend Yeah. or they want to go to like Mexico and like sit at a resort. And so I just stopped, I stopped doing things or not doing things because other people wouldn't do it with me. I was like, if, people aren't going to do it with me i'll just just go, go solo go rogue <laughs> yeah and nice. so i've gone on a few solo trips since then awesome yeah well i'll i'll ask you more about those in, in a minute but Perfect. um gretel uh tell us a little bit about some of the i guess travel that you've done and the reasons sure. why you've done it yeah uh, a little bit different than Kristen's story i actually gr- didn't grow up 
traveling at all, which I always wanted to. And I grew up in China. A lot of my friends, because they're um, the only child in the family, and so it's very easy for their family to, you know, go on trips and take time out for that.、Um, I have a slightly bigger family in Chinese standards, so my mom just and my mom did a lot of. Um, solo traveling when she was young, and so she always wanted us to have that same experience as well. And so she was like, you know, I'm not stopping you if you like save up your money, you can do whatever you want. And so it was a little discouraging when I was younger because I see all these people, you know, doing all these family trips, and、um, but it helped me make this a priority. It helped me、um, once I had my own resources and time that I. Really, just knew that I have to put traveling as a priority. So,、mm-hmm. my first trip was with school as well.、Um, we did a study abroad in the Middle East in Jerusalem, and we traveled to Egypt and Jordan. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna find time and find money to do that. And so after that, I did some solo trips as well. Kind of the same reason with、um, Kristen. It's just really hard to、um, coordinate with people, and also、mm-hmm. I think I'm. I just like to take take things at my own pace and do things、um, more more particular、yeah. to how I like that's, it. That's the best part of solo travel is、yeah. you don't have to consult with anyone. Yeah, it's and you can like change your plans.、Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just more self discovery when you can actually follow. <clears throat> yeah, how, you know how you feel at the moment. Yeah, exactly.、Um, you don't have to check in with your friends. Yeah, like, which yeah. sometimes it's nice to have friends to be with, but. I think、um, depending on why you travel,、um, solo traveling, it's definitely possible for female、mm-hmm. um, as long as you're smart and you do some planning ahead.、Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So,、um, I guess one of my questions would be when when you first were traveling solo, what were some of the things that you?、Uh, W- learned and like what was what was that experience like going out on your own? Kristen, <laughs> 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 you want to ask her? I mean, I can talk I about my first time traveling solo. I guess.、Um, yeah, I need to think about that. I feel、yeah. like there's a lot. Because I, I grew up traveling like kind of with family mostly、mm-hmm. and,、yeah. and stuff, but my my family wasn't adventurous type. You know, it was mostly. Cruises and and yeah. Yeah, just trips down to like St. George in Utah yeah. here, yeah.、Um, and <clears throat> then when I went off at like twenty two, I was not well versed in a lot of things. Like getting to New York and riding the subway was like、mm-hmm. actually difficult. And、um, I remember one time,、uh, just on my way to Europe, I was in New York and I went down to the train platform and. I kn- I was like, oh, this isn't the right side. I need to get to the other side, and so I'm just like, how do I do that? And I like went and asked the guy at the at the little booth、mm-hmm. that's working there, and、uh, he's like, are you serious? And he's like, walk up to the street, walk across the street, and go down, yeah, and you'll be on the other <laughs> side. And I'm like,、oh, okay, sweet.、Yeah. <laughs> so so I go up to the street. I see the other stairwell, and I like go and I walk down, and I go scan my ticket again, walk through the turnstiles, and then I'm just like, "Oh, I'm on the same side again!" And I turn around, and the guy's looking at me, and he's like, "Dude, you're on the same side." He's like, "What are you doing?" That's so, funny. Yeah, that's been a big one for me、silly. as well. Like you, you kind of lose your sense of like shame, and I don't get as embarrassed. 
like in my life as a whole because you're put so far out of your comfort zone. It's like things that you normally would think like you want to be polite or would be like embarrassing to ask someone when you're traveling solo, you have to ask, especially, you know, before you had data and you could Mm -hmm. use your phone places. It's like you have to kind of put yourself out there and ask people um, in your broken Spanish or or whatever, like gesturing, body language, body language (laughs) to figure out like where to go or what to do. And so I feel like that's translated a lot like to that, to your point is Mm -hmm. like, I don't get as embarrassed or like I'm, I've always been assertive, but now I'm, like, especially assertive and, like, don't have that same shame because it's just, like, you got to do what you got to do. And I think I learned to trust people, too, kind of going along the same lines that you have to rely on people to help you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, even when I'm back home, I think when I see strangers on the streets, I kind of trust them more and I think that they would help me if I, you know, treat them as and look at them as, you know, just my friends and people that are here to, you know, support each other. Um... I was just thinking about what I learned <laughs> solo traveling. I think what I learned the most is just my flaws. Because if there's not a second person to check, a second, like, double check what you're doing, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I always knew I'm a forgetful person. But when you're solo <laughs> traveling, you really, really just have to take time to, to know what you're not good at and then hopefully become better at little things that might go wrong. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> like flight times and airport <laughs> locations. I know I've had a lot of really close calls yeah. because I just I travel really loosely and yeah. that's why I, like I'm I've kind of enabled that part of myself at this point. So I'm like I'm probably just a nightmare for people to travel with at this point because it's just like oh, I don't know. It's like oh, we yeah. might figure it out probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend and I always. Um, are battling because I like to go to the airport really late. Oh yeah. And me too. like right before the flight. Yeah. And she likes to be there like five hours early. And <laughs> yeah. Just play it real safe, you know? Mm-hmm. So um Yeah, that's me and my best friend too. So we compromise because like I'll get there as a plane is boarding. Yeah. And <laughs> especially in Salt Lake, it's Salt like Salt Lake's easy. Yeah. You can go like it's 40 like, minutes early and you're good. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're not checking a bag. And I never mm-hmm. do. And so my, but my best friend, my roommate, she is like a two hour early person, even in Salt Lake. And mm. so we compromise and do like 90 minutes or so, <laughs> an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So you, you usually travel without a check bag? Yeah. Usually I like to do a carry on. It's just so much easier and it really makes you, forces you to kind of figure out what the essentials are. This summer I went to, I did two separate trips in one trip. My family was having um, a big like party in Scotland because I have a cousin who lives there. It's her 20th wedding anniversary. And so we were going out there for that. And I was like, well, where can I go after Scotland to make it worthwhile? So it's not just like going out for a week to hang out with my family. And so um, I we went to Iceland. I had my roommate meet me in Iceland because it's just so cheap to get there right now. It's like mm-hmm. the hottest spot in the world right now but it was just so easy to get to from scotland that it just made sense and mm-hmm. i we camped the whole time because i like to do budget travel and iceland's so expensive especially and scotland is too yeah and in iceland you can camp on anyone's land right without permission or anything so what, how does that work um we camped in a lot of 
um, a lot of places have like campsites. So like a uh-huh. hotel will have a campsite or a hostel will yeah. have a campsite. Huh. And you can um, just go camp. Yeah. And like there's campsites everywhere. So it's like, I think you can camp anywhere. It's just about like the general respect. There's yeah. like, you yeah. fear like peeing outside on someone's yard or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I think it's not. We picked up a hitchhiker there in, and he was camping in just some, you know, like ranch. Mm-hmm. And he just like hopped the fence on the ranch and set up his tent. And yeah. apparently that's like kind of protected under Iceland's Yeah, laws. I think it's becoming, oh. they're like kind of not, they're trying to discourage people from doing that. I think it's still like a oh, law really? that you that can, sense. but it's like there's just so many people going there right now. But it yeah. was so much cheaper. And so I was gone for like three or four weeks. And so I had to have like enough stuff for like a family like party and trip and then also like camping in Iceland and there's just like unpredictable weather and I had to like you have to really figure out what your priorities are when you're not checking a bag and you have to take camping gear yeah Iceland's a very unpredictable weather yeah I I mean climate change is real man like we had really good weather the whole time we were there it was gnarly Yeah. yeah like we they say it's like it'll just hail or rain like randomly and we were there for two weeks and it rained once nice what month did you go yeah august yeah so it's their summer but yeah it's still like like usually rains and hails and stuff and has wind storms so lucky yeah there's one day we were like hiking in tank tops (laughs) this is not (laughs) healthy for the for the earth (laughs) yeah dang it and so you've traveled in Europe as well, Gretel. Yeah, right? I have. What uh, what countries have you have you been to? Um, I just went this past summer. I was in London, Berlin, Prague, and then I was kind of all over Italy for a month. Um, That's and awesome. then Denmark and Greece. Yeah, it was nice. cool. I also only took a carry on for two months, which that is next level. <laughs> <laughs> which was a little rough, but um, I was staying with some friends in some cities and so I was able to do laundry and just wear very simple t-shirts and simple colors and it worked yeah yeah I didn't think it would because I love my clothes I love colors I love style and like to dress up when I'm home but um I decided to try to go minimalistic and it really really was life-changing just the fact to condense it to a carry-on and see if I can live with that and I Mm -hmm. was able to and it totally changed everything after I came back I'm like you know I don't need all these things I really can live a much more simple life so it was in that aspect it really really changed me and I encourage people to try that if they can just see if you can do it maybe if you are used to two big suitcases (laughs) you go from one and then try to size down because then you just can focus on what's more important the experience and not just the pretty picture with the colors but yeah you know, exactly it's actually like taking it, it in. i don't feel like it makes you more present right because it's like you're not packing all <clears> these <throat> like cute outfits and like oh i might go here i might go do yeah. this it's like you have to wear the same thing everywhere you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then you focus more on your surrounding on your experience yeah, yeah. And your people and you kind of blend in a little bit more too which I yeah think exactly great. yeah yeah with just the the backpack rather mm-hmm. than like a lugging around bag a or something yeah or just like really extravagant yeah. clothes or really sharp yeah. i mean yeah. sharp color is great but um i just think it's just a mindset thing it, it definitely just changed yeah, those those cobblestone roads in, in <laughs> rome are so romantic uh, until you have to you roll have luggage roller. on them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i love yeah just 
seeing people the places they drag their luggage around yeah. to is pretty hilarious yeah. or like the people traveling and they just have a backpack but it's like an 85 or 90 liter like huge oh, yeah. bag oh, that yeah. people take on like the pct <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of people i'm guilty of this too though is i end up buying stuff oh yeah along that's, the that's way hard. and then you know I've traveled with like a 60 later and yeah um then it ends up getting like packed to yeah I have a I think mine's full. a 58 uh-huh yeah yeah but that's the problem too is like when I was in Ecuador I was like oh my gosh it's August like I can get all of my Christmas presents in Ecuador and they'll be meaningful and cheap mm-hmm. and like handmade yeah. and I had no room <laughs> so I was like I guess I'll just get presents for myself yeah <laughs> Yeah, you can mail stuff home from some places though, and it's that's not too true. bad. That's true. I, I mailed feel like a that's big, expensive. Yeah, I mailed a big box back from Thailand, mm-hmm. and it was pretty heavy, and you know, it was, it was like probably thirty inches by twelve inches mm-hmm. box, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it actually was pretty cheap. I think it was like forty bucks that's to okay. send it wow. home. And but a it's on way. a slow boat, so it oh. takes like three months to get here. Oh. I don't even know how they ship it that slowly. It doesn't seem yeah. possible. <laughs> Probably went around the world. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like circles. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, next it's time. like going through Saudi Arabia for some reason. <laughs> like no one knows. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can sometimes ship stuff. I haven't done it too much though. That's yeah. The only time. I guess I just always assumed it would be expensive, so I just never thought of that as an option. Yeah, but I guess it's always worth looking into. Yeah, because especially if you're in a, like Thailand or South America, it's going to be pretty cheap. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. I shipped it with the Thai post, and I was like, I hope I see this. Stuff <laughs> Fingers at some crossed. Point. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Put like a tracker. It's a lot of trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of a lot of stuff that I did want to see, and then it didn't show up for months, and I was just like, Is it going to show up? And yeah. it finally did. So good. That was good. I love that. So with, um, with your travels in Europe, Gretel, where, uh, where were some of your favorite spots? Um, wow. I don't think there's any place I didn't like, but personally, I really think what makes my experience is the people. And so when I'm able to communicate with them, it makes my traveling a lot more meaningful and a lot mm-hmm. more deep. Um, I write a little blog just kind of for personal and friends uh, use. But um, when I have conversations or really meaningful interactions and I feel like, you know, more of an urge to write it and then I remember it better. And so I think because of the language barrier, um, when I was in some countries like Italy, I was in some rural parts. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a little harder for me to communicate with them. But I mean, I love it for other reasons, like the food and the culture and people are very warm and very beautiful sceneries. Um, But just for the people, I think um, Denmark and Germany, I was able to talk to friends and make friends on the streets and go to their activities, go to their homes and see what life is like and ask them what they think about things. So I really, really liked Denmark. And um, mm-hmm. I wasn't in Germany a ton, so I, I don't want to say like Germany, but Berlin. I was in Berlin for a few days and um, just people are very, very sensitive and very intelligent. And I learned a lot from them. Cool. Yeah. The Danish. And the, and the Danes, they <laughs> they just live the perfect life. <laughs> they yeah. just They're just so happy and their quality of life is so high, but not materialistic. You don't really see like fancy cars or 
fancy stores on the streets,、mm-hmm. but everyone has like really nice cups, really nice tables, and they're really nice to each other.、Um, and、yeah. they care about their community, but not in a braggy way. They don't <clears> think they're better.、Um, and that's when, you know, me with my backpack, I'm like, you know, I really want to mimic this minimalistic life and bring back Huga and try to. Try、yeah. to absorb the things that they do there because it's really, really eye opening. Yeah, my girlfriend's really into the huga. Yeah. Or whatever it is. <laughs> it's、right? huga season now. It's yeah. It's winter. Gotta get cozy. Yeah. <laughs> nice.、Uh, Kristen, what are, what are some of your favorite spots in the world that you've been to?、Um, I like to go places where you can get. Oh, like a lot of different experiences. I think that's why I've kind of gravitated towards like Central and South America. It's like if you're in South America in one trip, you can be in the jungle, you could be at the beach, and you can be on a mountain.、Mm-hmm. And I, I love places where you can get that full experience and just really experience a whole country. And Iceland was kind of similar where it,、uh, there's just so many different landscapes and it's incredible. And you know, you drive. 50 miles and it's completely different.、Um, so that's kind of what I love.、Um, Nicaragua is special to me. It kind of is what started my new life in traveling as an adult because、um, I went there with a group of friends. And it was my friend I mentioned earlier who has traveled and does like active、um, guiding. And I just love Nicaragua and figuring out,、um, you know, like getting outside of your bubble and. Riding on the chicken buses, yeah, and like having to talk to people. And like, I'm half Puerto Rican, but like, I don't speak Spanish, like, I have very broken Spanish. And so, being forced to speak your terrible Spanish to people and improve、mm. it, and they really appreciate when you make that effort. I have noticed I was in Barcelona this year, and it's like they have no time for your fake Spanish, <laughs> like, yeah, like in Central and South America, they love it、mm-hmm. and they like really appreciate that you're、uh-huh. making an effort. But like in Barcelona, they're just like they're either they spoke English or they just didn't care. They're、yeah. like, don't talk、Europe、to me. Europe is a little rough, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Um, it, it can go a long way though to just、mm-hmm. at least make an attempt. Yeah, and especially if you're going someplace like just learning basic like questions、yeah. and places, like how to pronounce places that you're going. When I was in Iceland, they just made so much fun of Americans for not even knowing like the main cities and how to pronounce them. And yeah, I think that, that goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. Because、mm. I, when I was in Italy, I just wish I even, you know, Duolingo, just do level one, like just yeah, have some really、exactly. basic、mm-hmm. phrases so that you feel comfortable even just greeting people. Yeah, and learning basic pronunciations. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah, they don't, they just kind、mm-hmm. of really look down on you as a. Yeah, because they know if you're a, trying, they、yeah. see enough people coming in and out that it, it does make a difference.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. depending where you are, like South America, Central America. I was in、mm-hmm. Mexico. For Thanksgiving, and I don't really speak Spanish either, but just knowing, just greeting people like, hey, buenos dias, and they, they're, you know, they're super warm and nice and they give、yeah. you the time to teach you.、Um, but some places, maybe not so much. So、yeah. you just have to, just have to know that and keep, keep not being ashamed and embarrassed. Yeah, doing like basic research in language and like where you're going, what the culture is and stuff goes a long way as well, because especially for Americans, they just get such a bad rap for. 
being ignorant and kind of just trying to take our culture wherever we go. And so just figuring out basic pronunciations, you know, what they eat, what local traditions are and mm-hmm. holidays. Like sometimes you accidentally are traveling over mm-hmm. a really offensive. important holiday. Yeah. And you, and you don't know what's happening and that can be like, you know, a little offensive to them and stuff. So just yeah. like, it goes a long way, especially as an American, if you like put in just even a little effort to figure out what you're doing and where you're going and, the area around you and the people and the traditions. I think that they really respect that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I like what you were saying about, um, the diversity of, of nature and landscapes in some of the countries you've gone to. Mm-hmm. So I, I lived in New Zealand for a, for a short amount of time, like six or seven months. And that place was like that. And it was, it was amazing where you could be in this area that was like, you know, coastal sandy beaches and tropical looking. And then you drive like an hour and a half and you'd be in what looked like Wyoming with big pine trees and and stuff like that. And it was like really pretty crazy to see that much diversity. Um, so yeah, I, I love that too. Um, so what kind of things are you guys usually focused on when you're traveling? Is it, you know, Gretel for you, is it food or, um, like, uh, activities or, or what do you, what do you kind of focus uh, on? Definitely food. I was just talking yeah. to my other friend. Um, he was like, Gretel, how much, like when you go traveling, what is your budget? Like kind of like how much money do you spend on, uh, living and food and souvenirs and activities? I was like, well, I live in the cheapest place I can possibly find. Mm-hmm. Like in Thailand, I live in like a 80 cents hostel. I don't care. Oh, wow. I, if there's a bed, I don't even need AC. I It's fine. I went during August too. It's okay. Oh. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all the experience, whatever. Um, but um, I, I try to eat well because I think there's a lot in the culture, um, especially coming from a culture. I'm Chinese, so our culture is just so focused on food there's a lot yeah. you can learn from that and i believe that um a lot's in the food how it's prepared what is grown there what they how they do it so i i really enjoy that um and i just like talking to people so i s- take a huge chunk of my time just walking around um kind of wandering and then mm-hmm. seeing how people live and talking to vendors or shopkeepers if i have the ability to and i try to yeah. even with like whatever language I'm trying to learn and with some English and some body language. So yeah, that's usually how I, how I do traveling. Nice. Do you ever do uh, cooking classes? I have in Thailand. Um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't something I found online. That was kind of my hostels, um, host. She invited us Mm -hmm. to go to her house and she was teaching us how to cook. Um, yeah. And in Italy I was with my school for a little bit. And so we went to some cooking schools to learn how to make um, pasta and different dishes and I did wolfing for in Italy as well so it's more um, less structured but more just you know my host mom was teaching me how to make pasta the way she wants yeah me to and remember. so <laughs> wolfing uh, for people listening that don't know what that is right is uh, uh, what is it worldwide organic 
I don't even know farming? what that. Yeah, organic opportunities or, in farming. I think. Yeah, it's something, something like something along those lines. But yeah, woofing, to my understanding, and I've never done it. Maybe you should talk on this. Is you volunteer on a farm, and they're all organic farms, right? Yes, they should and be. then um, they give you a free place to stay, basically, mm-hmm. and feed you. Yeah. Okay. They feed you. Um, they're more technical um, things on the website, like. They're not gonna like put you into slavery, like have you work all day and not give you food. <laughs> they should just only, you know, give you two days off a week and um, mm-hmm. have you work like maybe five to eight hours a day or something like that. Um, and yeah, they should all be organic. They do different things though. Some some mm-hmm. of them are like repairing walls and like grow a little bit of fruit trees, and some are more about um, like bushes, like lavender and herbs, and so. They're beekeeping. There are a ton of different. Well, different that would things. be cool. Yeah, so I only went to two, and I stayed in each farm for a week. They're both in Italy. One's on on the east coast, mm-hmm. in a little city called Yessi. Um, and that one was really fun. I went there when there was an Italian wedding going on, so I got to help them make food and serve. And oh, my oh gosh. cool! Yeah, <laughs> it was really crazy. <laughs> Italian weddings are really over the top so that was really fun yeah don't they just like drink till like sunrise on the wedding night they just eat they ate for eight hours straight yeah like there was no activity in between there was no like speeches it was just like course course course, that's when you get you like the best experiences if you happen upon it or if you know someone that lives there like my cousin's uh, 20th wedding anniversary in Scotland was incredible because we were staying in this castle oh, with wow. our whole family. They were um, Scottish dancing. We're all drinking scotch and they're all in kilt oh, and like goodness. just like singing Scottish songs and dancing and it, and talking about like teaching me about scotch. And it was just like the mo- one of the most authentic experiences I've had traveling. And it was just incredible. It was so fun. Yeah, it's I when I was just going to do wolfing. A lot of my friends were like, are you sure? Like, what is this? And when I told my parents, my parents were a little skeptical. They're like, mm-hmm. what farms are these? They're thinking like industrial <laughs> farms. Like, I'm going to like never come back. And I was yeah. a little nervous too because um, nobody I knew have done it. I just Googled it. Um, but I'm really glad. I And I was really lucky. I've heard people who, you know, it really depends on your host. So mm-hmm. I was lucky to have two really good hosts that really try to, give me the experience and was really kind to me and was just really patient with me. Um, and I learned a ton and I saw a lot. And so I'm really glad I took that risk and I just kind of trusted in, in that. And, um, but yeah, there's like weird little things going <laughs> on. Like, That's I mean, do your research there, you know, there is obviously exceptions, yeah. but you have like, this, uh, such a selfless open approach to traveling. And I love that make me feel like a jerk like I'm <laughs> like I'm more into like budget like active travel so it's all about like what can I do in this mm-hmm. country in this amount of time and like just like go 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 and like just constantly trying to like hike this and like raft mm-hmm. that and so I love I wish your... I could do that I'm just a little... <laughs> like where can I surf yeah so I love I like I I went to Barcelona this year for four days and it was I think it was it was a fight I saw on Flights Machine, and oh, nice. oh. I bought it. Um, and I went to Barcelona for like four days over President's Day, so I only had to take one day off, and because I already had a three day weekend, 
And I kind of took that approach where I was just wandering the streets and I didn't really have any plans and I just ate and I found these little holes in the wall and like would just talk to people. And that was such an incredible experience for, because I was like, even then I had the tendency to be like, oh, can I go hiking? Like, what kind of excursion can I do? And I only had like three full days there. And so it really forced me to like cool it and just really take in the experience of like being somewhere for a longer amount of time. Because usually I'd just be in a city for like a day because I'm like, what do I want to spend time in a big city for when this country has so much open space and so much nature to experience and so it was like the first time I've really kind of slowed down and like I try to take in the culture wherever I'm going but it's usually at a, like quicker pace and like mm-hmm. a very structured like today um after I like go hiking I'm gonna have like a little time for to go up for dinner or something and wander mm-hmm. around the town and then tomorrow I'm on a night bus out of here and so mm-hmm. it was the first time I'd really been like slowed down and just like wandered and it was amazing there's so many different ways of traveling and you really just have to find your style Mm -hmm. and i think it's good to try different ways and then you'll settle you'll feel what's natural to you and then you know travel will become more and more natural and more and more like enjoyable because yeah. some people don't like traveling, and I understand mm-hmm. that. If you're, you know, if I'm with a tour group, I would just want to kill myself because that's <laughs> just not how I travel. But that doesn't mean I don't like traveling. I just do it so differently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the tour groups can be pretty crazy. <laughs> you go down to like Nepal, and there's, um, you know, it's either Koreans or Chinese or something, and they have like 40 people in a group, and they're hiking through the Himalayas. And yeah, it's just like too many people and it can ruin your experience too as a like as a more responsible traveler Mm -hmm. like i i very purposely like when we were in iceland researched all the like remote remote spots and we pretty much avoided huge groups of people Mm -hmm. there was like we went to a couple of the bigger waterfalls where it was just unavoidable but for the most part i was like really like snobbly proud of like yeah. how little people we saw in yeah. like the most yeah. popular destination right now for traveling and it's really amazing just you take a little turn and yeah. you can be in a totally different place i know and that's what's amazing is most people don't want to walk the extra half a mile down a path mm-hmm. or, or drive don't want to the extra explore or like, yeah exactly and then it's like the, more yeah. space for you <laughs> Yeah, you just go hiking and you leave like 99% of the yeah, population exactly. behind. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my solution. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, I guess my theory at this point is just like trying to do as much as I can and then figure out the places that I want to like experience more of. Like I definitely want, I didn't have time to go to the Galapagos when I was in Ecuador, but I think like that's something I'd really appreciate when I'm older and can like have more time to and like be chill enough to like be okay just going to Ecuador to be in the Galapagos because mm-hmm. like at this point in my life I feel like that was kind of wasteful to just mm-hmm. be in one spot in a country and not experience more of it and so I feel like my theory at this point is like I'm still young and can mm-hmm. travel like cheaper and harder and like not care about where I'm staying and be a little looser about my plans mm-hmm. and kind of experience as much as I can and then I'm when I'm older like I still want to travel and I still want to hike but I can kind of go back to Iceland just for like a specific backpacking trip or mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's like and then figure it out from there yeah Thor's Mark is yeah. on my list me too we I, didn't I have really time we it. thought about doing it we did camp there for two nights mm-hmm. just in like we took a bus in and like did day hikes but I really want to get up on that glacier Oh, on on top of the crazy named volcano. Yeah, it's. I learned. I learned how to say it. It's like it's Eyjafjallajökull. 
<laughs> love it. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we were the whole time we were in Iceland. We we're like, where? Where's this volcano? You see evidence of it across the island, right? It's like uh-huh. you can tell that there's been like a recent explosion, wow. and we were just trying to figure out where it was. And then we we're talking to these Americans, and they looked at us like we were like idiots. And they're like, it's right there. <laughs> and we were we'd been camping at the base of it for two days. And we're like, oh, did the smoke give it away? Like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. Is uh being there for a volcanic eruption when we went to bali earlier this year and the volcano erupted right before we got there Mm. and we were so mad that Mm. we weren't (laughs) in the country while it was happening yeah i guess if you have a flexible schedule like your work isn't gonna expect you back when you're grounded and you can't fly out i mean yeah it's it's a you know a lot it, it affected a lot of people in terrible ways but I still would love to be present for those things because mm-hmm. they are like crazy. I, I was talking Probably to people so on uh, on Lembangan is like a little island off of Bali, and they said um, they watched it from the island, and mm-hmm. they're only like thirty miles off, so it it was just like this thing they could just sit there and watch, and it was it was huge, huge explosion. So that would be pretty cool to see. That yeah, would that would be. I'm too scared of natural disasters. I think that would really freak me out. <laughs> I know when Hawaii was just having eruptions, I think earlier this year, and I saw the pictures, and people are just like golfing in front yeah. of it. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, that my is cousin not me. just got married in Hawaii last month, and I was there for that. And earlier this year, like everyone was like, are you sure? Like there's a volcano <laughs> happening, and now there's a mm-hmm. hurricane coming. They're like, yeah, it'll be fine. And yeah. I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would give but, me too much anxiety. Like yeah. if I was getting married in a place that was having an active volcano, mm-hmm. I would I would not want that stress. Well, I've never seen um, flowing lava. And so I really want to go to Volcano National Park. Is is that in Maui? I'm not sure. I'll have to is look it, it up. Is it in Hawaii? On the big island? I'm not I, sure. I'm not sure yeah, which not island, sure. but I know it's in Hawaii. And you can see the lava flow into the ocean, mm-hmm. which would be pretty that cool be, to see. Yeah, that would yeah. be sweet. Um, yeah, I've seen footage of divers that have gone mm-hmm. down and like filmed yeah. the lava going into the water and that yeah. seems so really crazy. dangerous yeah, yeah. that's my scary. i'm crazy. gonna get my dive sir at this winter because i've i've been so many places that were almost wasted not being able to dive so mm-hmm. adding that into my repertoire i think would really yeah. which is like one more thing that another I world can <laughs> add to yeah my heavy list of things that i try to do while i'm traveling yeah diving's really fun um I did a bunch of diving in Bali and I've dove a lot in Thailand and stuff. And I, yeah. I really liked it. Um, to be honest, I like snorkeling about as much, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. It's, and in Hawaii, when you do the night dives with mantas, it's snorkeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I snorkeled with mantas in Bali and it was incredible. Yeah. I like... Mm, that's amazing. Because um, I've, I've snorkeled enough where I can like hold my breath and dive and swim pretty far mm-hmm. and so i swam like right over the back of a huge manta and was like swimming oh, with it that's so and cool. it was it was that's incredible that sounds awesome yeah yeah uh it was it was pretty crazy place though like manta point on where is this i think it's on limbangan yeah it was it was on limbangan and uh it's it really scared annette because it's big waves like mm-hmm. sloshing around and you're like bobbing up and down like uh f- five to ten feet at a time so 
if you're not a good swimmer, it's a pretty in- intimidating yeah. place to go. But that sounds so fun. <laughs> like the snorkeling yeah. I've done were all pretty still water. Yeah, so. this place was not. <laughs> not this. It was not. <laughs> it was pretty wild, and there were uh, like thousands of jellyfish in the water, mm-hmm. which freaked me out, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out if they stung or not and uh-huh. was asking our, you know, guy as I'm like swimming and dodging him. He's like, they're fine. They're fine. And so I finally like grabbed one and was like, OK, they don't, okay. They don't sting me. <laughs> as yeah. you grab them. I... Yeah. Like, Please don't hurt me. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of them. So, yeah, I went to Belize like two years ago and I stranded myself alone on like a little island to camp by myself. And I oh, wow. had like Girl. a sea kayak. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had a like a dive boat drop me off like oh, 10 miles cool. offshore with a sea kayak and I was snorkeling and that was like the sca- most scared I've been because I was like, if something happens to me, like I don't even a shark, but just like cutting yourself or like mm-hmm. getting pulled out a little too far. It's like there's no one there to help you. So I was like, it was like the potential for some of the best snorkeling I've ever done. But I was like too scared. I was like, I cannot yeah. risk it. Like yeah. I'm by myself yeah. out here. <laughs> can be scary for sure. I, uh, I got too close to a stingray in thailand and i was just like diving with a gopro like filming it and it like got its uh stinger up and almost like stung me oh and i've been stung before on a separate occasion by a stingray and it was extremely painful they're really really painful yeah what do you do you just have to deal with it no you i got stung so this is actually a great story because I would love to talk a little bit about layovers because people are always afraid of layovers, you know? I love um, them. I'm really good at them. Yeah, yeah. If you know how to do a layover right, I was on my way back from a long trip through Europe or, or through uh, Asia and I had a eight-hour layover in Los Angeles International. So I called my friend and I was like, Dave, come get me. Let's go surfing. And so he came and picked me up and we went surfing. But I got stung by a stingray. <laughs> Dang it. And uh, he told me, he's like, make sure you drag your feet when you walk. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? The stingray okay. shuffle. Yeah, the stingray shuffle. And uh, I just didn't do it and mm-hmm. was like, what? Because he, he didn't explain to me that it's like four stingrays. <laughs> and of course I got, I felt this little prick that was like, just a, like a, felt like a stick had just poked my foot and I was like oh that kind of hurt and then about 20 seconds later it was like throbbing serious pain and I I was like I was like Dave something (laughs) my foot and he's like oh stingray stingray (laughs) and so we like went to the beach and uh, the uh, the lifeguards were were there and could clearly see something was wrong and grabbed Mm -hmm. me and they have this bucket of water that just sits in a, in a black plastic bin mm-hmm. and the sun heats it. And when I put my foot in that, it like dissolves, I guess it dissolves the proteins in the, uh, in the venom. Okay. And that made the pain go away pretty quickly. Um, at least to a level that was bearable because yeah. it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty gnarly before that. Yeah, what they don't tell you, like, surfing places. What they don't tell you in movies and TV is, like, if you get stung by jellyfish, no one's peeing on you. Like, you just have to deal with it, yeah. and it hurts really bad, yeah. and you just get pieces <clears throat> of jellyfish just stuck to your body while you're, like, surfing or snorkeling or swimming, and you just have to deal with it, and it sucks. Yeah, I've heard those are pretty nasty. Yeah, I've never gotten a bad one, but it's it's always, like, a yeah. lot of, like, break-offs just get stuck to you, and you're cool. just like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, I think... I was talking to a woman in, we were in the Dominican Republic and she was saying her, her 
toddler was in her arms and like reached over her back while they were in the ocean and grabbed a jellyfish <gasps> and she turned no. to see what he was doing and he screamed and threw it on her face oh and like no. yeah she said it was like really really bad so she had like big blisters oh, all over her face gosh. and stuff <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't have to complain anymore. <laughs> yeah, that oh, sounds pretty gnarly. That's crazy. So, Yikes! I got stung on the lips while I was in Lembangan diving, okay. and Ugh. it was it was these weird little it's jellyfish that area. you can't see. They're that's like a long. Fair. They're like the size of your, of your pinky, like the tip of your pinky, and then they have mm -hmm. this long these long strands, mm -hmm. and they said that's probably what I got hit by. Because I got out of the water after this dive, and I was like, I was like, hey, my my lips hurt really bad. And they're like, oh, you, did you get stung by a jellyfish? And I was like, I don't know. It just feels like I have intense hot sauce on my lips or something, you know. Aww. And then it got worse and worse, and so they busted out vinegar and put vinegar on my face, and mm -hmm. that, that helped a little bit. But again, it just hurt for like 30 minutes or something. So. Yeah. Being an ocean person, like you have to have a short memory. Like it's just so it's have to be forgiving. You just always yeah. like you know you have the best experience. And you can still have a bad experience, like because you're just getting beat up by waves or like something scary happens, and and who knows what is in the ocean? It's terrifying, and so you just kind of have to be able to compartmentalize what you're doing and. Um, have a short memory for all of your bad experiences. Oh, yeah. And I think traveling's like that, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you just have to move on. Something really bad happened yeah. to you, and you just have to keep going, or else your whole trip will be ruined. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or you'll have a bad taste for that country forever. Mm -hmm. But you just have to know, okay, you know, that person, you know, messed up, or I messed up, but, you know, it'll be better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's uh, some of the, I guess, like... Uh, some crazy things that have happened to you guys while traveling some uh have you gotten into any trouble or or just like into a pickle yeah when i was in ecuador it was my first solo trip and everyone talks about like everyone was freaking out like you cannot go to south america by yourself mm -hmm. like that is not legit and i was like no it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine i had kind of a i had a great experience when i got there i like was in the jungle and the amazon and it was just like my dream like I'm such a jungle person and mm -hmm. it's just incredible. And we're doing night treks and it was just the most amazing experience. And when I left, I don't always plan the best. And so I almost got stuck in this little town where there were like no hostels just in the middle of the jungle. Like I would have, I don't know what I would have done if I got stuck, but I ended up getting on a bus and I was sleeping and, um, we were, it was a night bus. And so all of a sudden, like, the bus stops and I kind of like wake up and look around and these dudes with machine guns get onto the bus and I'm pretty sure oh. they were soldiers and they had like um, the bus driver like had the men get off the bus and uh, like the women in front of me had a baby and they just sat there and I didn't really know what was happening and one of them came down the aisle and like looked at me and was like talking to me in Spanish. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I got off the bus. I had to go have my, um, I, they like took me into this little office and I was like, the bus is going to leave me. 
like I'm screwed and I don't know where I am. Like this is where I die. (laughs) And they ran my passport and were like asking me questions and I had no Mm -hmm. idea what they were. I assume it like it had to be like a drug stop or something. They're like this Uh lone white girl on the bus definitely trafficking drugs. Like that's, I mean, maybe that's my ignorant assumption, but, and, um, but I was the only one that they did that with. And luckily the bus driver, like, took such pity on me and he like waited for me and like ushered me back onto the bus afterwards and when we got um to a town where I had to do like a bus switch he like grabbed me took me like bought my ticket talked to another like another person who took me and like put me on the right bus in the middle of the station so that I could get to like this other little jungle town but I was just like what is happening this is where I die That's amazing that he went that far to help you out. I know. I was so lucky. I've had so many moments like that where, like, I would have been screwed if, like, one thing hadn't gone really right in the Mm -hmm. middle of something going really wrong. And so he was, like... Yeah, that guy. My little guardian angel uh, or whatever you believe in. (laughs) Totally. That's really cool. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I don't think I have... I don't have any experiences like that where I was, like, really, really in a place where i'm not familiar with or Mm -hmm. i didn't have resources like my phone to like help me out but i do have occasions where because of poor planning or maybe miscommunication where i like got on the wrong train and like Mm -hmm. went super far but i was able Mm -hmm. to like get back on and like buy my ticket again or like got on a i thought of the bus ride would be like five hours and it ended up being like 19 (laughs) stuff like that but but, you know still in the right direction and um just have to be patient and just know that it's you know it it will be unpredictable and you have to be spontaneous and be like okay well now i get to look outside and see austria for a little (laughs) bit longer you know yeah you just make the most out of it and you know but nothing super crazy and i've i solo travel in some countries too so I just think I've been hearing a lot of my friends saying you know they would never do that. It's not something they like to. They don't like to be alone and stuff. But you're never really alone, is what I want to. No, you meet lots say. of people. You meet so it's, many more meet people. So many when more people. Yeah, when you're traveling by yourself. You're not just talking to your friends. Yeah, and I feel like it's something that I encourage like all my female friends to do is travel solo because it just really brings something out in you, like a confidence and like an empathy that you don't have traveling like with your boyfriend with your friends or your family it, mm-hmm. it really like forces you to like get in touch with parts of yourself that you wouldn't get otherwise in your normal life where you're super comfortable and uh, so I always like try to get my even if they just are going to like Costa Rica and staying at like um, like a nice resort or like yeah. in a hostel that has like all the amenities and like will plan activities for you and stuff it's like just go by yourself somewhere you don't have to go somewhere gnarly but mm-hmm. even like just going on a road trip by yourself yeah it's yeah so refreshing true yeah you can get out and do just a weekend trip by yourself yeah. i wish i did more of that with camping because i never go and camp alone and i feel I like that, that would be it, really nice it's scary here because there's cougars oh yeah i saw tracks today yeah I yeah see, a lot yeah. of cougar oh, tracks mg yeah um yeah i took some pictures of them i'll show you but. Yeah. But yeah, that's been my, like, trying not to not do things because people won't do it. Like, if I can't find someone to go, like, backpacking with me, because, like, a lot of my friend group, they're, like, very specialized in their activities, and like, I just mm-hmm. love to backpack. And so it's, like, a lot of 
like canyoneering or climbing and so it's like mm-hmm. i'm just like okay i'll just go backpack in the desert by myself i guess yeah well do whatever you want if you go alone right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> nice um sweet well i think we uh i think we can wrap it up here i think um thank you guys for coming on the show and uh we're gonna have to have you guys on here again yeah, i didn't know you fun. had yeah thanks yeah. uh i didn't know you had booked a flight through flights machine i did nice you're gonna have to tell me more about that later okay um <laughs> it was the one to barcelona mm-hmm. like cool. last january what'd you pay it was like three or four hundred bucks yeah yeah nice it was super cheap Awesome. And, yeah, and it was on Norwegian, which is a budget airline, and I feel like that, like, a lot of people are scared because of, like, Spirit and um, Frontier, yeah. but it was actually super nice. It's one of the nicest planes I've been on. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Norwegian was a budget airline. Yeah. It's, like, Wow Air, something like that. Yeah. It was super nice. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, glad you had a good experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and thanks, Gretel, for coming on the show. So It was fun. <laughs> you guys are great guests. I'll have to have, it, have you on again. Yeah, please fun. do. Um, thanks to everyone out there that's listening. Um, and yeah, definitely check out our, our other shows. We'll be, we'll be releasing more. I'm going to be recording two more shows this month. So um, thanks for listening. See ya. <laughs>Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Strange Places. If you like the show, please take a moment to leave us a good review or share this episode on social media or just tell your friends about it in real life. Imagine that. Each good review or share really does go a long way, so thanks in advance. You can also subscribe to get more episodes. Just search for Strange Places wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love to travel, you should check out flightsmachine.com where you can get alerts when flight prices drop at your home airport. Each week, you'll get alerts for huge drops in airfare to destinations in the U.S. and all over the world. Join for free or visit flightsmachine.com slash strangeplaces for 50% off your first six months of all-access membership. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.